Welcome to Camping While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Ali. This is a new podcast, and yes, you probably recognize us from Driving While Awesome, another amazing podcast, uh, Lane and I at least. And um, Camping While Awesome started through Driving While Awesome as kind of a side project, I guess you'd call it, focusing more on trucks and... Spin-off Instagram account. RVs, things like that. Um and at that time, we said it was focused on car camping, vintage utility, and adventures off the beaten path. And I think we've stayed true to that. Um, it's more of just like a little side, you know, Instagram account at this point. But that's where Ali comes in. So uh, you may have heard Ali's been a guest on Driving While Awesome. And he's been a guest in real life at Camping While Awesome events. Um, but now he's um, convinced us to take this big time, right? Yeah. So... Um Hello to everybody that knows me or doesn't know me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Driving While Awesome, huge fan of Warren and Lane and Art, Brian, the whole gr- crew of, of rowdy folks. I like to call us the Island of Misfit Toys. Um, but, uh, you know, I've always been into camping and outdoors. And, and whenever the first time I heard about Camping While Awesome, I thought it was so super cool. And I kind of kept bugging Warren and Lane to... to to kind of shore it up a little bit and, and let's get more content. And, and I think I really tried to dive in head first last year at Laguna during car week in camping while awesome or the pre-reunion. Um, and I realized, you know, how much I missed that, that kind of like outdoor build yourself up a, a little like home base in a random spot and, and just have some fun with friends and, and, cook amazing meals out in the open, like that whole lifestyle I used to do a lot growing up. Um, and I hadn't had a chance to do it. And, and that kind of camping while awesome kind of sparked that back into me. And, and the last couple of years we've been renting RVs with the family and, you know, most recently, and part of the reason that I'm, I'm pushing on this now with, with you guys to get this going is, um, I've always, I've always thought about buying an RV or a camper or, or something. And I never got to a point to where I could convince myself to spend that kind of money on, on what is basically a really kind of mediocrely built and assembled pile of wood, um, on wheels. Uh, I kind of got myself over that a little bit. Um, and tomorrow I'm going to pick up a brand new Airstream or a brand new, slightly used Airstream, what I could get ready nice, to go. Nice. Um, and you know, I'm going to be upgrading this thing. I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of different changes to it and just kind of, um, having a lot of fun adventures and I'm even going to make it available to, to you guys and, and a couple of other close friends to, to have some fun with. And I figured this is a great place to document all those adventures, all those little, you know, happinesses and gripes and fun stories that we'll have along the way. And, um, And with my technical and engineering background, I really want to be able to dive deep into, you know, why some of these things are great and why some of these different experiences may not be great. And, and we can even talk all the way down to, you know, supply chain restrictions and manufacturing quality and and all of that stuff here in this forum. Um, hopefully we can, we can learn a little bit and, uh, and have a ton of fun. Maybe a couple, couple laughs, a couple chuckles, um, couple tears. Yeah, and it seems like this has been on a lot of people's minds uh, lately as we've been in a worldwide pandemic, right? And locked down and hotels were closed and you couldn't see people really. So you were confined to 
RVs and camping and especially in California where we are, uh, there was a very popular alternative to these other big trips that we would have otherwise taken. So, um, I know you, Ollie dove kind of head first into it, um, with the Land Rover purchase. Yep. Which, when did you buy that? Uh, was it this summer? It feels a, like a year and a half long ago? time ago. Yeah. I, or, so I bought this, this old Land Rover camper. It's a 1962 doormobile. And no, no one knows what that is, but cool. so, you know, what's cool on a side note, doormobile just started following camping while awesome. Oh, they really? still are in business. Yeah, they're still around in England. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I know that. I, that's what do they cool. do? Do they just make reproduction stuff or no, they're making all new stuff tents cool. with the, so, uh, on Mike Brewer's, uh, what's his show? Wheeler dealer. Wheeler dealer. They just had a doormobile on it. Yep. I forget what kind of car, what vehicle it was, but they went and bought the new, like, um, candy cane fabric and everything. They had it for that. And of course, and all that stuff. So yeah, they're still doing it. They're doing it on like a lot of VW buses, making the tops and, huh. and sprinter vans, everything. So, so back a little bit of background on doormobile from what I know about them is I believe they've been around since like the fifties. They're a UK based company and they're kind of like a Westfalia where they build camper conversions out of, um, mostly Land Rovers and Volkswagens. I've seen some weird British vans. Yeah. They do a couple of these like kind of weird Ford vans, yeah. um, like the older transits and stuff. This was like a weird little, yeah. like a uh, British car. They've even thing. done escort wagons, like Mark one escort yeah. wagon doormobile exists. Uh, they're the real cool thing about the doormobile in comparison to the others is their kind of like claim to fame is that their top opens to the side instead of opening along the front or the back. It's um, kind of kind like of a, a speaker going to 11 is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Kind it's of. Like, yeah, let's go to 10. And then it, this goes. Yeah, yeah, it's better. It's, it's, better. Well, it's like seven minute abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't exactly. do it in six. No, no, no. But they but they they have fun, you know, like the the bellows that come up are all like candy cane, green and white, or red and white. Um, and they're really, really cool. Just kind of it's it's a little bit different than a Westie, right? And it's so, less Germanic. Exactly. It's more playful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and then also they're the ones that did it on all the early Land Rovers. So um there's a whole driving while awesome podcast about me finding this Land Rover. Uh, we can talk about it in another time, but, uh, but basically I found this Land Rover in my neighbor's backyard. It's a 1962, one of the earliest doormobiles known to exist that was imported in the United States, if not the earliest. And, um, I kind of dove headfirst into, into just like building like an overlander. Right. Um, I built a, a dual battery system. I used all the latest Victron controllers, like this old 1962, like rattle can, um, has full like Bluetooth connectivity. You can monitor both batteries. You can look at the current draw and the current input. Like it's all like the backbone of this thing is, is really, really robust. We did that whole weekend on a couple of solar panels. Yeah. And, and it's safe to say that you are a gear junkie in a lot of ways. hundred like, percent. Like if Straight they up. make it, you are interested in yeah. getting it. If this is Ocean's yeah. 11, he's definitely like the gear boy nerd, right? He's right, like, right, right. He's I, I'm guy. actually to be more pointed, I'm interested in finding out who makes the best. Sure. And finding the absolute best. Yeah. So I guess you're not, but the best in, yeah. in, in engineering and quality and design terms. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you're not afraid to add things to an old car to make it more usable. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I'm not less a, of a purist. Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was definitely apparent when you kind of had your um, your quinceanera with the dormobile <laughs> at Camping Well Awesome, which was at the uh, Prehistorics or Pre-Reunion or whatever they call it at Laguna Seca this last August. Yeah, I mean, you can call it a quinceanera. Depends on how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was more like a fiesta or a siesta. Uh-huh. Sorry. There was yeah, fairy lights were strong. Yeah, the fairy lights were there was, uh, rocking chairs, suspended rocking uh-huh. chairs. Um, what else did you have? Did you have a blender? I didn't have a blender. Didn't you, I, don't you have I like a, a PTO re- driven blender or something? Or is I that- don't, I, I'm, I'm look, so I was going to install a PTO driven, um, capstan winch on the front that's right that's right those are so expensive they are expensive as hell (laughs) what were they like like five grand or something a good refurbished capstan like winch system yeah with the interface for the front crank on the motor and like all of that stuff is like four grand used working and it has to come from england (laughs) right right um i think uh one of the land rover guys up here brett in um Boulder Creek or wherever he's Boulder got. Brett on Instagram. Boulder Brett. He's got a lot of these really cool Land Rover parts, and I think he has one of these winches. He's just not telling me whether or not he has it or not. Did he come but to Morning Motors? He's he, been several times. Yeah. He, he always yeah. brings a that different tour. Land Rover. Yeah. He always brings a different one. He brought that one that was all original, like yep. the most original. Yeah. Like uh it was a tan color, uh, awesome. 90. So cool. Yeah. So I mean, long story short, the whole goal here is to basically I wanted that weekend to be the weekend that I exercised all of those 12 volt systems that I put into the camper. So I had lights going, I had music going, I had a refrigerator going. That's right. Um, That's right. We had like at night I had my CPAP going off of that thing, like all kinds (laughs) of like, yeah, it it was like, everything was working fine. It was, it was an old, it is an, an old aluminum single pane thing so it was very cold on the inside yeah aluminum has got great thermal conductivity so it sucks up all that cold air on the outside (laughs) and brings it right in i know um something about that it's like colder than a tent yeah but the cool thing is with my cpap i just put the blanket right over my head and i suffocate (laughs) myself and i still have fresh air so uh cpapping well awesome um so that's kind of a big jump into this world of camping. Like you went full bore, you know, I mean, buying a vintage yeah, utility vehicle, modifying it, adding all the stuff. You had a motorcycle on the front of it. You had, you know, all that stuff going on. You gotta on. be ready. You gotta be ready. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, just, but, but that, I, I would say that that is, that was one of those things where you kind of like dive into it. The opportunity was there. I had the time, the, the free time to do the work. It was like deep in the middle of the pandemic. Not much else was happening. And it was me, my Amazon card, my upset wife and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, um, and the Land Rover. So, uh, we, I had a ton of fun, but I mean, in parallel, we were doing other you know, I would go on RV share yeah, yeah. and I would, uh, rent like a forest river, you know, 25 foot or something tow behind travel trailer. Um, and we, t- we rented several of those, like from Thor, from forest river, different brands, different features with slide outs, without slide outs. And the whole goal was me, first of all, shopping the market, the non airstream market, because I think there's a big price jump in the Airstream and plus you you kind of limit it a little bit on some of the functionality when you go to Airstream because it doesn't have things like slide outs and, and all this other mm-hmm. like bells and whistles that you can get with some of the other um, trailers. 
Um, but after renting a bunch of these, I realized literally they are all the same. And forgive me for saying they are all the same garbage. Plywood with a plastic <laughs> siding. Yeah, like and if I needed to go to the restroom in the middle of the night, like I'm like walking super gently because the floor is creaking through the entire RV. Yeah. And this is, these aren't like junky RVs. This no, these is are new. like $80,000, 20. Right. I would only get something that was less than a year old. Like yeah, these yeah. are very, very nice campers that, that, you know, that there's a wait list for, right. These are like, yep. and so, um, you know, and then, and then the ones with the slide outs, like it, it's almost like an old Corvette door or something where you kind of open it, you watch the door, like kind of like sag a little yeah, bit as you're creaking the whole time. And yeah. And so like, and we would just get like nicer after nicer ones of these travel trailers. And it was just the same thing. And they're not nicer. They're right? not nicer. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, the sink is here now. And this one has a little bit more elbow room in the toilet. But by the way, the toilet's still like some weird plastic janky thing. Yeah. Um, and then we rented, uh, I rented one of those Airstream sprinters that they're like top of the line, $280,000 one. And I did a road trip with a friend of mine down to Southern California. Mm -hmm. We had the kids and the stuff in the back of this thing. And I'm driving down brand new 2021, like Apple CarPlay. Like this thing was legit. It had all the cool, uh, driver safety features of modern Mercedes Halfway down, this is in the middle of summer, halfway down, we're starting to get hot. And I'm like, what happened? We forgot to switch the propane on to turn the air conditioning on. Or the, the sorry, the propane on to turn on the generator that runs the AC unit for the back. The rear AC. The is rear separate. AC. Right. And so that, like, I thought to myself, like, you know, this this is still like a two hundred and fifty, two hundred eighty thousand dollar thing, brand new Sprinter van, and I forgot to turn one switch on, and now the entire family. So, uh, you know, even at the very top. But that all that being said, the Airstream's bed is like an order of magnitude more comfortable than any other camper bed that I was in. The floor felt more solid. The You're talking about the Airstream Sprinter. The Airstream Sprinter. Yeah, and I rented other Sprinters as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. You know, the, there is a notable jump when you go from brand ABC, Thor, Forest River. Uh, in that category, Grand Design is like the top. So Grand Design makes actually a really beautiful travel trailer, but it is basically the best version of a chicken box on wheels. What's right? that? What's that European company that we talked about that makes like a, an Airstream competitor? Oh yeah. Um, I, I forget what they are, but up. yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. like hard to even compete with because we don't get them per se, but exactly. It was like an, like a, I want to say it wasn't Westphalia, but it was something to that level, really well done interiors and stuff, but I didn't know what the construction was. So it could still be the same. It's, it's much more, um, and Airstreams are a, uh, they're a metal construction, aluminum, aluminum, aluminum construction, skinned, yeah. but no, but they're aluminum, right? Like the rails. Yeah. Too. Right. Right. They're not. And then they have insulation inside. Yeah. Right. So, but they're very hand built. They're not, mm -hmm. uh, yep. you know, it's just some dude like screwing panels on. Totally. It's not very like high tech or anything. No, you're right. Yeah. It seems like more of the campers that have come out recently are these like plastic formed things that are kind of like a clamshell. Yeah. These molded campers are becoming more which, and more predominant. Which is better. I mean, for leaking and structural integrity and stuff, but, uh, I don't know how long they're going to last or any of that stuff, but they've gotten, they've gotten much better. Um, 
Well, while you're looking for that, uh, I was going to ask Lane, um, what, what exactly do you do here? <laughs> <laughs> so Lane, Lane, for the listeners, is not the biggest proponent of camping. I mean, he won't. He's not opposed to it. We'll drag him along on these trips. Yeah, and he enjoys most of the social aspects. I'll leave early. Or, or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll leave at five in the morning if he can. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, what would you say you are in the camping world? Where, where do you fall? Where I don't exist in the camping world. You like camping? At, <laughs> so I think uh, I think one thing should be talked about too. We're not we're not talking about backpacking or anything like that. We're strictly like car camping, you know, motorhome camping, that kind of stuff, right? So yeah. it's all like it's our love for the vehicle being like also going into camping. It's still tying in car culture yes. and camping, right? Yeah. Like and we're not uh, yeah. doing the Pacific Crest Trail. Exactly. Or, yeah. It's the freedom of the automobile with camping. Um, I am not a big, I think I just don't know how to camp and I've never like, I've never, I'm, I've always liked being in a nice hotel better than camping or a nice Airbnb or something. Yep. Uh, but also I don't think I, I've never like built up that, that like camping gear. Like I know a lot of people like Warren and I know Ali obviously has like, you know, you guys have a, an area in your garage with your mattresses, your, your, your mattresses to go under your mattresses, you know, your like all this stuff. Yeah. I don't have stuff. And it's like, so I go camping usually and it's like, uh, I have a sleeping bag from like 20 years ago and, <laughs> and a I, yoga mat. And I have a, I, I used a yoga mat once <laughs> and realized that was not the way to sleep. And, yeah. and I woke up with cramps and I couldn't, and like, then it's I, like, no wonder you don't like camping. Cause yeah. it's like a torture thing. So that, I think a lot of that, it is a lot of that. It's yeah. like, I've never been into camping enough to like, get to make that investment or those investments. Yep. And then, you know, like this last time we went camping while awesome was just, just going to Laguna Seca and watching uh, race cars. We spent two nights and I actually bought a decent memory foam, like three, like a trifold mattress thing just, you know, and I put it in the back of my Porsche and th just having that, <laughs> was like, oh my God, Game I was, I could sleep at night. Like I was comfortable yeah. and I didn't wake up at like 3 a.m. going, oh God, I, now I have to lay here and wait for the sun come up. I mean, up if you remember, there was that podcast that, uh, um, I think Naveed asked the question yeah. about like what kind of gear to put together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And, well, and I he think was talking about, <laughs> he was talking about lightweight camping out of a GT3. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. But I think that, that question kind of applies across the board because ultimately one of the biggest barriers to entry is understanding how do you bring some of your critical comforts with you, mm -hmm. right? Um, did I just create a thing? Critical, critical comforts. comforts. <laughs> so critical. Yeah. And I'm a little, I'm a bit of but a like, princess. So I like, I like exactly, comfort yeah. and I think it's like anything else. It's like when it comes to cars, like I know what cars are good, what's bad, what to look for camping gear. I don't know what to look for. Sure. So I might be buying total trash, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the analogy I just thought of is like when you get to an Airbnb yeah. and you don't know like how the remote works or like we uh, went and we went through this, but once you get kind of like settled and you get your stuff, yeah. You're like, oh, this is not that bad, mm -hmm. right? Camping, I think, for for the casual, like, once in a while camper that always goes with their friends and their friends sets everything up and they just kind of show up. Yep. I think the big barrier to entry is just understanding what to bring so that they can maintain, like, those those important things for them, right? Yeah. Like, for me personally, it's my it's an ability to, to sleep comfortably, Warmth, I don't really care too much about it, just blankets or jackets or whatever. 
Um, it's the ability to use a restroom comfortably. Yeah. Right. That's a huge one. And, and, and I'm not talking about like having like a little folding, like, like thing that you sit on the ground and you poop into some leaves or something like that. But like, you know, it can be very simple. Like my bathroom setup is super duper simple. It's a cheap Amazon fold up toilet seat for geriatrics. And I just like drape a bio bag over it and do my business in, in my throne, which is a, a pop-up changing shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, it all packs down super duper small, but it works and it's super comfortable. And that's so, a game changer. That can be a game changer, right? Cause well, it's also super necessary for doing anything outside of a campground. Like exactly. if you're up in the mountains, you can't have to have some I mean, easy place to put that stuff. Well, even me, I even use that at any campground I go to. Just, I don't even use the restrooms there anymore. Not yeah. because I have some weird obsession, but just it's so much it's better. Kind of nice, right? Yeah. yeah, it's right next to your tent and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think my my thing is that it, I'm always yeah, I'm basically just always uncomfortable. This time I brought lights to hang for my tent. I bought a tent that's just a simple like you know tents are very. Tent companies are messed well, up, and they've Basically, gotten very. One, a one-person tent is a a, a, oh. a child's tent is a is a an, a a new, an infant's tent. <clears throat> a three-person tent, yeah, good for one person. Yeah, yeah. So I bought like a three-person tent or something, or four-person tent, and I bought one of these ones that's like the rapid setup ones where. It, you it, just pull up you and it basically pull one opens. thing yeah. and then you like two, two clamps or something, which is great. Well, again, we're talking about car camping. So that's, yeah. that's how you have to play it because I have a huge tent too. It takes up a huge duffel bag, but I'm going in a van. Like I have space for this stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, but yeah. And I don't like the setup either. So this thing is like yeah. so easy. And then you want to leave and you're like, okay, I'll just like put my tent down two seconds. Yeah. You were gone Sunday morning before anybody woke and it, up. And it took no time bye. at all. And it actually all fit in the bag. It wasn't intended for. How happy is, were you when you were driving away? Oh my God. I was so happy. Dude. It was like <laughs> a, shower, a shower awaits me and like, um, yeah, yeah. A clean house. You almost um, But that, that also goes like, even if we, we talk about like car camping, I think is, is something we should talk about on a regular basis here. Yeah. But I think also RV camping it, that, that also goes like, you know, where do you bring, like, let's say for example, you have a bunch of, um, I don't know, you have your badminton set up or something right oh, yeah, yeah. next to your like croquet, dude. Croquet yeah. Your croquet set up next to your cornhole set up next, all of that stuff. Right. Um, like those are all like fun little creature comforts, but then how do you, how do you know when, like, I think the RV kind of packing goes to the next level when you, or the car camping packing goes to the next level when you have more space and more stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But it's the same kind of thing. Like when you get to a campsite, how nice is it to just unload your kids' bikes and just say, go right. Go right around the campsite, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. I'm going to get set up. I'm going to do this stuff. And and just having like, you have your, the right hammer with you to get the tent spikes in. You have like all of those little tunes plan. Music is first. And you're getting a massage for your badminton (laughs) session that's coming Mm -hmm. up. Music is first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I've actually, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't think I've ever been RV tent camping. So we'll change that. Whether or not it's a air, you know, a, a whatever a van, yeah, or um, you know, or a big motorhome or a fifth wheel or anything, I've never done it. I've only been car camping. Uh, so yeah, I've never had that experience. I'm I'm sure I would like that because it's essentially having that's right up your your own little hotel room and your clean zone and everything. And you don't need much. Like people no. people over index on RVs and they 
they're huge and that's nice if you have a bunch of people but really like those little just cab over style rvs are yeah. so useful i and could see just an empty room yeah like a with a size bed van with a bed a, and stuff yeah yeah i'm fine like yeah, the van again honestly, works i think for for two people like a 18 19 foot like even like even for four people if honestly, like I don't understand one of the things that I'm kind of, I guess, different than the normal RV industry is I don't plan on like having like entertaining inside the RV. Right? Yeah. That's how I am about boats. Like I want outdoor space and exactly. you know, or, like I'll have my kitchen outside. I have yeah, all that in the stuff hole, You just want a bed, right? You want a nice bed and maybe a little changing area yeah. and kind of a comfortable place to sit. But you're not like, hey, everyone come over to dinner and <laughs> sit yeah, inside yeah. the RV. Like, and if you do, like it, that happens. That definitely happens a lot, right? But this is, I, I would say, I will be the, the kind of narrow-minded person and say that's just not like the lifestyle I even want to subscribe yeah, to. Yeah, right? and I don't know how you feel about these big pusher Prevost insane tour buses, but at that point you're spending five hundred thousand dollars on a on a vehicle that you have all this crap. You're basically taking your house with you. It's like, yeah. Why? What, but, what are you, what's your experience here? And it's it's like it's like the the empty nesters taking their house with them with all their spare kids' bedrooms. Yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. What are you it's doing? Like, and in, and so and in that like where where are you going that you can't just stay in a nice hotel? Exactly. It, like if you're spending that much money and and like and you're at an RV park next to other buses. And yeah, and you're having to hook up and do all this stuff. So there, and then, I, I will say that there there is an appeal to being able to pull up some ultra luxury thing to an RV park and just start a fire outside and have fun. Yeah. I would say that that appeal is just as strong if you're even car camping in a comfortable situ situation or yeah. you're RV camping with a 19 foot little like, you know, scamp trailer or something like that. Like, I think that is all the same. You know, I have a couple of friends with these big multimillion dollar trailers and, and one of them has gone trailers through, or, or, sorry, or RVs, RVs uh, motorhomes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And one of my friends actually, a, a couple of them have actually had to do this, but one of them went through two of these very expensive RVs to find what he liked. And I stayed in one of them one year during car week. Um, and I mean, it's like $800,000, Jeez, you know, full everything. Like he's a, he's a good friend. Um, I, you know, he, the guy, uh, he races Porsche cup. And so he uses this and he has a stacker behind him and puts his cup car behind it. And he goes from race to race. Actually funny story. He doesn't even go to race to race. He flies to the races and, and his else. son drives. So I could see it if you're at that anyway, level. So that if makes you're sense. at that yeah. level, it kind of makes another, sense. That's a whole nother thing. And he has yeah. a wife and a little kid and, and basically you kind of need your house with you. Yeah. yeah he wants to but stay at the me, track and like everything. The guy that shows up with a 45 foot Prevost to like Big Sur to like, you know, that I think I... It doesn't I won't work. Judge, I no, just, no, no, it, it doesn't. Doesn't, doesn't work. work. It doesn't just work. stay at Nepenthe and yeah, stay at, you know, and then exactly. go drive post down ranch, the coast yeah, the day, ranch yeah. or get and a really expensive Airbnb. Everywhere yeah. you go, there is that five thousand dollar a night really yeah. expensive but I think, Airbnb. I think the argument there would be getting back to your Sprinter Airstream is that's a better car for the type of stuff that we're describing. Exactly. And if you if you're just driving long distances and then setting up at a racetrack for a race. Sure, a pusher RV with in a middle America, and yeah, and that's why in middle America it kind of makes sense. For that's that. fine, but not like going up to the Sierras on a windy road and then having to pull into a tight campground with this uh, big old forget bunch. it. And then the generators running all day long, know, so, yeah. and people are inside microwaving stuff and playing video games. It's like what? What are you doing? Yeah, so why funny, are you camping? Yeah, super funny story. Like this, 
This we'll be last... the, we'll actually be the judge of that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Horribly mediocre story. <laughs> a story uh, coming to a you story. Soon. So I think maybe we can go into this on the next podcast, but I just did a long two and a half, 3000 mile road trip from here out to Tahoe back and then all the way up to uh, Vancouver, Canada or British Columbia with a bunch of stops in between. I stopped at a camping world up in mm. Bellingham. Or I, in, I drove uh, past that one. It's the, right, on the, right off the highway. You can right see off the highway, highway 20 yeah, yeah. and I five. Yep. Um, so I stopped at that camping world, big camping world, all kinds of RVs for sale and stuff. And I see one of these, like a smaller one, like a 35 foot one, not like the big giant ones, still a diesel pusher. Yep. It had a, a little Honda element in the back. Typical. Oh wow. By the way, Honda elements, a great tow car. If you need to uh-huh. tow something, Pretty Saturn good. view. Pretty good. Yeah, not a Saturn. Any Saturn. View. That's a geo tracker. <laughs> yeah. Geo tracker. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and the dude couldn't turn around in the camping world RV Hell no. service drive. <laughs> Hell no, you can't. He couldn't because yeah. basically like he had an, and there was snow on the ground. He couldn't back that up. He yeah. couldn't like, because he has this 35 foot trailer oh. and you have to back up. Wait, the, 20 the element was not I'm on sorry, a not flat a trailer. Flat 35 foot RV. The element is on its wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But a 35 foot RV towing a or backing up a 20 foot car. Yeah. If you've ever towed a, if you've ever towed a, like a single jet ski trailer and try to back that up off of a big truck, it's like not going to happen. I think we should start the word tone. 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 If you've ever toned if you've something. Ever tone. I think that works. That Tony, works for me. Tony tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into, we'll get into other stuff about like the difference between trailers and pushers. Not a funny and story, by the way. No, yeah. wasn't that funny? Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think you also said really funny. Yeah. I said super funny. It was, it was more sad. <laughs> it was kind of depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I had to watch the husband and wife disconnect the Honda. Oh, uh, turn, they turn hate, the they hate each other. We'll get into all that stuff too. Cause I think we have a lot to catch up on, uh, with, you know, the differences in camping and, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about, but this is sort of the intro episode. Um, we also want to get into Ollie's background and what, uh, what he's been up to over the last few years. Um, and I think we also should talk about, um, different things that come up, uh, related to driving while awesome and camping that we've done, like kind of thinking about doing a rally that's camping based and I'm there's other so events. Down. So down for sure. So, um, I think this has been a good intro. Yes, for sure. Um, there's more to come. We don't know exactly what we is didn't tell coming. people where we're based or anything, but you know, yeah, you know, uh, we're in California right now. We're recording from Santa Cruz, California, Northern California, Northern California, of course. Um, Some would call it Central. I don't think so. Whereas I think we're in North. I think you hit Central when you get to Big Sur. Some guy yelled at me once for our, for calling Radwood NorCal Radwood NorCal. Whoa! They said it wasn't NorCal. Yeah, so for the listeners, we also run Radwood, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a off topic. Um, so, anyways, more to come. This has been a good intro. Yeah, Ollie, thanks Super for the uh, thanks for the the poking us, getting this going, the prodding, the prodding. Thank you for doing it, oh, dude. Thank you, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And there'll be more to come. Thank bye, bye, bye. See ya.